Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yo, party people, it's Ashley of SingleWomanChronicles.com, where being single is a beautiful choice rather than a miserable circumstance. And I am trying to figure out my sound. Hold on real quick. <laughs> Testing. I usually test before, y'all. This is ghetto. I am sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so today I want to first touch on the subject well, not first. I want to touch on the subject, leave them blocked. Yes, leave them blocked is what I said. But before I touch on that subject, I want to touch on some more subjects. One, I really thought that I could record twice a week, but the way my life is set up, I, I ain't gonna be able to do it. But I'm giving y'all all my God on the um, giving y'all all I got on the one day. But once I get to a certain point in life, because I'm gonna get there, you know, when I can hire video editors and all the folks like that, then life will be easier and I can record four to five days a week. But right now, it's just me, myself, and I. And I'm trying to build businesses and nonprofits. So life be life in. So I just I just apologize, you know? I'm sorry. And I'm still working on this sound. Stop playing with me. <laughs> All right. Other thing I wanted to speak on. Did y'all see BBCC Mary and Mary? Last night, well, today is Monday when I'm recording, on Sunday night for the verses. Get your life if you did not. I'm sure it is on YouTube right now. Go watch it because, listen here, saints, okay, even if you a sinner, because we all sinners, saint is just a sinner that got back up. That's it. That's what he said, okay? Go get your life in and watch it because it was just amazing. I ain't going to lie to y'all. I didn't really know any of BB and CC songs because I got saved later in life. So I didn't grow up <laughs> listening to gospel music. I grew up listening to Mary Mary because they were the first like real crossover um, gospel artists. Well, really Kirk Franklin was, but they were like also up there as well. So I got to, you know, represent God as dope. I got to, um, shout out to Sherrod. That's my homie who creates God is dope. Anyway, but <laughs> I, um, got really into the gospel more so in that era of the, uh, Kirk Franklin and the Mary Mary. So, but I said all that to say it was just a wonderful moment. And y'all, let me tell you what the enemy did. <laughs> it, I've watched several verses. I've never seen a verses just cut off out of nowhere. That thing cut off out of nowhere when they were singing yesterday, Mary, Mary, that is my jam. That was a lot of people's jam because when it cut off, we were all lost and we were all searching, trying to get back on. And it was down for like 15 minutes. 
and they had sang yesterday. So we got in the chat and was like, I need y'all to run yesterday back, fam, bro. Y'all gonna have to run that back. And they ran it back. Like, come on, fam. We're not doing this. But I just feel like a lot of people were being slain in the spirit and souls were about to be saved. And the enemy was like, get it out of here. <laughs> but we serve a redeeming God. Amen. So we are more than conquerors. So we conquered it and we still got to sing or hear the songs that we need to be sang. And Stevie Wonder was in there. And I heard that he made a speech I had already logged off because on the East Coast, we were sleepy. It was past my bedtime. My bedtime is usually 10. It was about 11.30 by the time they got to the end. So, yeah, but it's up on YouTube. Go watch it because it was just, it was amazing. It was wonderful. And they was up in there singing, singing for the Lord. And a lot of people said in the chats they were crying. A lot of the saints were sweating because they were doing gospel aerobics i'm sure because you know certain songs when they come on you know shackles um heaven um you know a lot of them songs you just start east east side stomping millie rocking for the lord because why not but yeah so this week um the subject is leave them blocked it'd be so much stuff going through my mind during the week and i'd be like Ooh, I'm talk about this, and I'm gonna talk about that, and I'm gonna talk about this, and I really don't be having a topic until I sit down and start recording. I ain't even gonna lie to y'all. So I was like, "What should I talk about today?" And Steph said, "We're gonna talk about leaving blog, okay? Because there's like a, if there's a spiritual message behind something, I feel like I should speak on it." So this week, well, this really happened last week, but <sighs> last week I had a lot of random distractions happen so one of my hardest things that I'm trying to develop in this season is focus I have a very short attention span <laughs> one of my professors <laughs> asked that I have ADHD at one point not because I can't get the work done but because I feel like when you are a multitasker and you're able to do a lot at one time you get distracted you're kind of like oh this oh this do I need to work on this so it's really hard for me to just stay tunnel vision in life because I typically get distracted very easily. And that is one of the things that I am work on, working on. So overcoming these things have really been a spiritual journey because God taps me on the shoulder and says, okay, in this season, we're going to work on this. And this season, we're going to work on this. So I've overcome a lot of bigger distractions, but now, because I've overcome the big distractions, the enemy tries to creep in with the small distractions, okay? So, a great example is, okay, this is deep, y'all. Okay, this is, so in the year of 2020, as we know, the world shut down and a lot of stuff was going on. So, I wasn't, I did not qualify for unemployment. My integrity would not let me just file it just because, I also, my integrity would not let me file the PPP loan. <laughs> so I was kind of like, I don't know what's going on. Like, what should I do now? What should I do next? So growing up, just taking it back, I I grew up poor, point blank in the period. Like we, we were struggling, like really like hustle, really. My mom grew single parent. She just had to get it how she lived. Some things were legal. Some things were illegal. We had passed the statute of limitations. So mind your business. But anyway, 
So we had to get it how we live out here in these streets. So I grew up with a spirit of lack because my grandparents were poor too. So with the spirit of lack, so the spirit of lack, if you guys don't know what that is, is when you always feel like you don't have enough. And it's not always money. A lot of the times it's money, it's time, connections, relationships, love. Like the spirit of lack can attack you if you're the richest person or the poorest person. So one of my biggest things was like, not being grateful for God keeping me over and over and over. Like I've never missed the rent payment. I've never missed the car payment. I've never missed the utility payment. I've never been behind on bills ever in my entire life. But when bills come due, because I'm self-employed, I still have worry and anxiety sometimes. And I know that comes from the spirit of lack. So in 2020, I got to feeling like, what I was doing in my life wasn't producing enough money. So I stopped focusing on God. You know, the scripture, one of my favorite is Matthew 6, 33, focus on him and his righteousness and all other things will be given unto you as well. I stopped focusing on God and I started focusing more so on the money and the success of things. And so it started to distract me from my purpose and what God wanted me to do. Because I was operating from the spirit of lack instead of the spirit of God. So in life, you really have to be careful because if the devil can't destroy, kill, steal, he will distract you. And understand that, okay? Because you'll find yourself going down the path that God's telling you to go down. And then you'll go here and you'll get so far out here. And then one day you'll run into a disruption, God will usually lead you to a disruption. And you'll be like, what happened? How did I get so far over here? I'm supposed to be back over here. <laughs> so yes. So a lot of the times back in the day, I used to get really distracted about like lack. So now I'm just trying to operate, be more focused and understanding and grateful, understanding that God has never let me down. He's never let me lack anything honestly like of course I've gone without things that I've wanted but I've never gone without things that I needed so just understanding that I used to get distracted a lot by men and relationships those were huge big distractions um and I used to get distracted by just miscellaneous things trying to chase the bag quote unquote because we in this chase the bag culture instead of chase purpose culture because if you chase the purpose God gonna take care of the rest but Hello, that's the story for another day. Anyway, so because I've overcome a lot of my bigger distractions, God, <laughs> I mean, the enemy starts to send small, stupid distractions. So lately it's been the most minor, tedious, stupid, irrelevant stuff. So last week, it was an individual from my past who hit me up. I've literally not heard from this human in about a decade. And so literally a, a decade, y'all, like it's been a long time. I don't know this person like that anymore because I haven't heard from him. He don't really have social media like that. He's not active. I don't see him at homecomings. He went to college with me. So like back, back, back in the day, over 10 years ago, we had a sexual relationship. I actually did have feelings for him, but I felt like he was playing. And this was around the time I told y'all, you know, I was dealing with self-worth issues. So I was trying to prove myself to men. And so a lot of the times, like, 
I would just use certain situations to kind of validate me. Like if I can hold on to this, then I feel validated internally, even when they were bad for me. So this was one of those situations where I felt like, okay, if I stick around with this person, he's going to finally see me. He's going to wife me and I'll feel validated. I feel good about myself, blah, blah, blah. But that never happened. And one thing led to another. I ended up blocking him. I don't remember why. Cause again, it was over a decade ago. So I don't remember that far. Like I'm literally 32 now. I was like 22 when this happened. Like I don't remember. So he hit me up like, Hey, how you been? I'm like, I'm good. He's like, Hey, can you call me? I'm like, whatever. So I text him and I noticed like the message immediately turned green. This was before I realized he was blocked. The message immediately turned green. And then I didn't hear back. And I sent a screenshot. I was like, no, I sent him, I said, hey, I text you. I don't know what happened. The message was green. And he screenshot him texting me back. And I was like, oh, I didn't get that, but I'll call you later. So I ended up calling him and he was like, oh, I'm gonna call you back. I'm in the middle of something. He said, he called me. He sent me another message on Instagram. And it was like, I called you, but it went straight to voicemail. And it hit me like, oh my God, is he blocked? So I looked and it said, unblock this caller. I'm like, whoops. So I unblock him and I text him. I was like, you may or may not have been unblocked. But my bad dog, <laughs> I unblocked you. Um, you know, you can call me or whatever. Now, side note, I enjoy blocking people. Um, if you have been following me for a minute, you know that I enjoy blocking people. Um, it brings me great joy to cut ties when I know they're unhealthy. I'm not the person that just blocks people because it's Tuesday. I'm not the person that doesn't hold myself accountable. I'm not the person that blames everyone for everything. I'm not that girl. So if I block you, it's literally for a reason. Like you literally, I have done everything I could in this relationship until you, I've realized that there is no reconciliation. So I must block you. <laughs> like That just is what it is. Right? So um, <laughs> that, so with him being blocked, usually I would not unblock a person who was on my block list, but I, I was curious. I'm going to be honest. I was curious. I haven't seen this person in a while back in the day, even though that it was like a sexual relationship because I'm celibate now, I'm my self-control is high. So I'm like, I'm not even looking at it like this. I'm just curious to know what he got to say. Like, I think we all go through that curiosity killed the cat type thing. Like, what he got to say, what this person that I had dated in years, what does he have to say? What he got going on? What's going on? So he calls me and then he starts talking about a book idea. So I'm thinking, Oh, okay. That's why he hit me up. Cause he's like, Oh, I followed you. I see that you published three books and I want to publish a book. And he's asking me, you know, advice on like self publishing, traditional publishing. And I'm giving him the, you know, advice and everything thinking in my mind, like I really should charge people to do this. <laughs> so I'm thinking that's it. So I'm like, that's all you call for just for the book. And at this point, like, I'm cool with that. Like, I don't mind. So he's like, um, yeah, but you know, if we, you want to just, I also just want to catch up with you because we haven't seen each other in a while, in a while and blah, 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 this, blah, 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 that. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, um, can you let me know when you're free this week? Cause I really want to present, I want you to hear the information face to face. And I'm thinking in my mind, like this could really be a zoom call, but whatever. So I'm like, he probably just want to see me, see what's up, see what's going on, see how I look, <laughs> whatever. I'm, I'm down. But I tell him like the way my schedule is set up, I won't know when I'm free. I won't be free 
before Thursday and I won't know when I'm free this weekend until Thursday. So I will text you on Thursday and let you know. So he says, okay. And so around Wednesday, I hit him up and I'm like, hey, it looks like I'll be, um, I realized that, okay, I will have a free moment on Friday afternoon if you want to meet up. And he's like, I can't swing that. Now, disclaimer, on Wednesday, I mean, on Thursday, I had to speak. I'm sorry, my eyes are closed because I'm thinking, y'all, I have a bad memory. <laughs> I got to pull it. So on Thursday, I go and I speak at a high school because I told y'all with my self-worth boot camp, I'm working on something. That's a story for another day. But when I'm in that mode, I'm very focused and, and it's, it's, it's very anxiety inducing because I'm trying to figure things out. So I'm trying to be very focused when that happens, right? So I tell him, I text him Wednesday night, like, hey, I'll be available on Friday. He don't text me back until Thursday. Now, this is my anxiety-inducing day. This is the day I, I need everything to just be smooth because life already be life, right? So he texts back and was like, Friday won't work for me, Um, but Friday evening, I'm like, nope, that doesn't work for me. Saturday evening will work. But on a Saturday night, I don't know what's quiet enough for us to go to discuss books. Like Panera Bread or something. We can meet up at a Panera Bread. I'm cool with that. And he's like, Panera Bread on a on a, on a Saturday night? You're old. Your age is showing. I said, no, it ain't nothing about my age. It's just you talk about, you want to talk about books. So why not go to a cafe? <laughs> like, so we can hear each other. Then he says, how about you? You want to just come to my house. And I sent a gift with a blinking emoji. I'm going to show y'all how the blinking emoji looked. Just like that. Just a blank stare blinking. And I said, not really. <laughs> no, I don't want to come to your house, sir. But I just say, not really. Where would you like to go? And he says, well, I'm not trying to get in your panties. I'm just trying to provide a place where we can um, be, it can be a quiet environment. It's a guaranteed environment over here. So I, that, that already took me back because I wasn't thinking about sex in any form shape size whatever my mind just wasn't there my mind is I just have a boundary I don't go to people's houses I don't know like that and because I haven't known this person for 10 years I'm not coming to your house fam like no I'll meet you out though we can be halfway and also you live far so no we're gonna be halfway so he says that so of course I'm gonna throw a jab and I'm like you couldn't if you tried but anyway where you want to go so he gets offended by it. You couldn't if you tried. And I'm taken aback because I don't know why he's offended. He's like, whoa, what deep-rooted issues do you have? Like, are you abstaining or are you this, that, and the other? Side note, listen, let me tell you something. I don't lead with my celibacy because I'm more than just a female celibate. Like, I'm so far beyond that. just that. Like, I'm so much more than that. And if I'm abstaining or not, even if I wasn't, you still would, I still wouldn't be thinking about having sex with you. So I'm not about to tell you, yes, I've been celibate for almost five. That's none of your business. I'm not coming to your house for far other, like many other reasons than that. <laughs> like one, cause I don't want to. So <laughs> point blank in the period, I set a boundary. You don't like the boundary. Like it's an issue for you. So I say, baby, you ain't got nothing to do with being deep rooted. I just don't want to. So where you want to go? 
So he tries to call me. I'm busy getting ready for my anxiety-inducing presentation. And I'm like, I'll call you when I get in the car. So mind you, I'm on my way to my anxiety-inducing presentation. And this man want to talk about the most irrelevant situation, like, for no reason. So we get on the phone. Mind you, I told him when I blocked him, we talked about that a little bit because he's like damn why i didn't get blocked why i get blocked i said honestly i can't tell you exactly what because it's, it passed the statute of a limitation but i can tell you that i do remember you saying things to me back in the day to make me feel bad about myself and i didn't like that like i didn't like how i felt every time we had an encounter i felt like i constantly had to prove myself i felt like just showing up as me was never good enough and i felt like i was fighting for a position in your life and i don't like that so that's why I'm pretty sure I blocked you because you just were not good for my self-esteem. And I know it's self-esteem, but what you must understand is when it comes to self-worth, we have credits and debits to our account and things that debit our account can be people. Those things can have names. So if you're around someone who feels so bad about themselves that they have to degrade you or make you feel bad about yourself, you can be a very confident person, a very confident person Still don't have to take bullying. You still don't have to take being mistreated. We live in a society that'll tell you stuff like, oh, well, if your self-esteem is so high, why do you allow what people say to you to make you feel bad? I'm not telling you you're making me feel bad because I have high self-esteem. I'm telling you I'm not going to allow myself to be in a position because I love myself too much to put myself in a position that I don't have to. Like, why would I purposely walk into a ring of fire when I don't have to. Like, why would I purposely put myself in a scenario that makes me feel or question myself for no reason and have to tap into, oh my God, and remind myself, oh, you do have high self-worth. You don't have to take this. You do have high self-esteem. You don't have to take this. Life be life and by itself. If being around you make me question or have to tap into affirmations, tap into, dang, I am better than this. Why I even got to go there? I shouldn't have to go there. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have to remind myself. I should just be. You know what I mean? <laughs> if anything, you should be empowering me or making me feel even better. You know what I mean? So if anybody tries to play that manipulative game with you and tell you, oh, well, if you your self-esteem was hiding, you wouldn't even. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> like, who wants to be around someone who makes them feel bad about themselves? Literally nobody. Nobody. And I'm not talking about bad by yourself about yourself in like a training type of situation where someone's pushing you to be better. No, I'm talking about literally making you feel bad about who you are. Like, why would I want to debit my self-worth account for this useless information? Because most of the time, the people who you're around who make you feel less than who you are are people who not even worth it. They're not even adding value, literally. They can't do anything for you, <laughs> like, but make you and distract you. You know what I mean? So back to the story. So I called this individual on the way to my anxiety-inducing presentation, and he's just kind of on one. And it's reminding me of why I blocked him in the first place, and I should have kept him blocked. He's basically just, he's projecting that I... One, he said, oh, you hate all men. I said, I don't hate all men just because I told you that I don't want to come to your house and that I told you you could get in my legs, get 
in my panties if you tried? How is that hating on me? <laughs> what proof do you have, sir? What are you talking about? <laughs> That's another thing. When people try to tell you stuff about yourself, look at the entire scenario. Like, reverse engineer that thing. You have to look at the situation for what it is because people will try to make you feel like you're crazy when you're not, right? So if this man says, you hate all men. So I have to say, what caused him to say that? Because I said I would not come to his, I don't want to come to his house and that I'm not opening my legs for him and he couldn't if he tried? That's, that don't make sense. What are you talking about, sir? That sounds like something deeply rooted in you. So he's telling me all this. And I was like, baby, no, I just, this is a boundary I set for everyone. I don't know you like that. He's like, you do know me like that. We've had sex before. I said, baby, that has passed the statute of limitation. Like that's been over a decade. You think you still have access? You don't. That's the issue. That was the actual issue of this entire encounter. This man thought he still had access to me and I had to remind him in a very nice way that he did not like why are you arguing with me about something so stupid the goal of this meeting is for me to help you publish a book why are you worried about where we meet does it matter <laughs> like, so we're going back and forth and I'm over here like realizing that I'm explaining to this human who I am right now in this moment and that you don't have access and I'm not that girl I used to be, then it hit me like, bro, you got better things to worry about. <laughs> like this anxiety inducing presentation. Like, come on fam. What is you doing? I'm sorry, y'all. Why my whole freaking audio done just sorry y'all my audio just decided to stop audioing so i don't know i don't really know <laughs> i don't really know how i'm gonna put the pot breathe ashley anyway so <laughs> so i had to realize i had better things to worry about and when i realized that i had better things to worry about i i decided i was like you know what i have a meeting i'm about to go into I don't have time to be dealing with this. So I got off the phone. Cause, cause what am I having this? It's not adding nothing to me. I'm trying to help you. So go do my presentation, come out, still with anxiety, calm down for the day. Next day, wake up. And I'm like, I didn't call him back or do anything, but I was still thinking like, Oh, I thought we squashed the beef because I didn't think there was a beef, but whatever. So I text him and I'm just like, hey, um, you know, on Saturday night, there is a spot by me that's super quiet. So you let me know. Because before the call was over, he was like, well, since you don't trust men and obviously someone has hurt you in the past, let me know a quiet spot that, you know, I'll let you pick the place so you're not uncomfortable. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So get off the phone and I text him a place. And then he's like, I think we should postpone it. And I'm like, may I ask why? And honestly, I wanted to say okie dokie, but I, <laughs> I believe in calling out things in the moment if I can. So I say, what, may I ask why? And he goes on to say that it's uncomfortable. It made him feel some type of way that I blocked him, that I told him I didn't trust him. And it made him feel a way because he's never done anything to me and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, 
I think it's funny that you, a person who I told you, you hurt me in the past. I told you you hurt my feelings so far as to the point that I went to block you. And I told you all these things. I didn't ask you for an apology. I even unblocked you and was willing to help you with your book, but you're so worried about yourself and how your ego got bruised because I told you you didn't have access anymore that you're completely disregarding the other person in this scenario. You're mad and you want me to bow down to your feelings, but you're literally not acknowledging mine. So in that moment, he went back on the block list because I never should have unblocked him in the first place. So the message is entitled, leave him on block. But it's more than just them. It's everything that's distracting you, everything in your life that's attempting to take you off course that's so irrelevant. I could have avoided that whole scenario if I would have just left him on block. Because it was just, because it caused emotional energy, emotional and mental energy that I need and I can use. I didn't have to do that. So I was listening to a sermon and it said, People who continue to define you by your past, you do not need them for your future. Because when God anoints you, he's going to anoint the people that you need for your future. And they're going to be able to see you with new eyes and see you how God sees you and not how your past was. And that, that's the message. That right there is the freaking message. Sweetie, boom, boom. Boom, boom, de boom. Sir was trying to really <laughs> make me feel like I'm still that girl before and I'm not. So in that moment, it's already like, boop, no, we good. You know what I mean? So for you, anything that makes you any environment, any person, any substance, any book, any TV show, anything that tries to make you feel like you're your old self. When I know you worked too hard to be who you are right now today, leave it blocked. You, Cause you're not doing that no more. We did that already. We're not doing that no more. We're not doing that no more. So anytime you encounter something of the past, encounter emotion you have to stop and ask yourself and check in with yourself like and that's why it's so important to have a relationship with yourself because you know what makes you feel uncomfortable you know you're aware of the things that cause you pause you're aware of the things that mm -mm, i don't like that uh uh what is that what is that that's a distraction uh 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 you trying to make me go back to my past uh uh what you doing <laughs> no so leave all of that block bro cuz why go backwards when you've spent so much time moving forward? A lot of times, our stagnant moments in life and our disruptions in life, although a lot of them are out of our control, many times we be controlling the mugs. <laughs> like We be paying attention to stuff that don't need to be paid attention to. Because I, I literally clocked last week, including him, I clocked two other things that caused me to waste waste emotional and mental energy that I can use just because I entertain things out of curiosity, but not out of necessity. Yes. Holy spirit. That is a word. Some things are not necessary for you to entertain. Don't let curiosity take you off track. Leave that thing where it's at. Cause you already know, nah, we good. 
Because what's the worst that can happen? You can get off track for a very long time and waste emotional energy. But what's the best that can happen if you leave it alone? You mind your business and your peace is, is protected. Okay? That's my message for today. I thought I was going to talk about how I discovered that I am suffering from unforgiveness. <laughs> so I'm on this journey trying to be more intimate with God. And I realized, like, my heart has been low-key, like, closed. And I was listening. I mean, reading this Bible plan by Rick Warren in the Bible app, which is free if you guys want to check it out. And it talks about hearing the voice of God. And one of the... um key messages I kept hearing is like unforgiveness and I'm like but I be forgiving people and God was like no you don't you just be letting stuff go and what that mean is letting stuff go is like you can let it go and you're like a functioning unforgiver <laughs> because you can let it go where you still you can let it go because how am I trying to put this you can let it go I'm sorry I keep repeating myself <laughs> Because you can still operate, function, say hey to that person. It'd be cool, but you still expect payback. Meaning you're still waiting on God to show his vengeance upon that, vengeance upon that person for hurting you, right? <laughs> that means you ain't forgiving that person. Because forgiving them means that you wish, wish them the best. Like, you don't necessarily want bad things to happen. Now, you don't mind if they do. <laughs> But you're not necessarily praying, wishing, hoping for it. So for me, I realized like, dude, dude, you have let a lot of stuff go, but you haven't forgiven a lot of stuff. And that's tough because I'm like, yo, this forgiveness thing is really hard. I really thought I had it. I don't got it. Like I know the importance of forgiveness. I know that forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for you so you can be free. I know all the theory of it. I just, it's hard to apply. I even put it in my book, How to Extra X, because I know the importance the importance of it. But I'm about to experience the power of really forgiving because I'm realizing that I wasn't forgiving anyone. And I always say self-awareness is the beginning of breakthrough because you can't break through anything you're not aware of. So I'm excited to see because I'm going to be using, you know, just resources, reading about things. I'm about to listen to a lot of sermons on forgiveness as well as my therapy. So yeah, if you guys relate to me in that, I just felt like I needed to share that as well. But for sure, I hope this helps somebody because I just thought that, you know, if this dude is going to waste my energy and my unlimited text messages, I may as well get a podcast out of this thing, right? So leave them blocked, man. Leave everything blocked out of your life that causes unnecessary distractions because again curiosity ain't always ne a necessity okay it's not always necessary for you to explore things that have already been explored because you already been there done that now i'm not saying people can't change but i am saying that a lot of people don't <laughs> like i'm sorry that's all i'm saying because change nothing changes if nothing changes right a lot of people want change, but they don't want to change. And that thing takes so much effort. So you have to see, like, people actually doing the work, right? And if you see any remnants of that old person if by them trying to make you feel like you felt back then, that's a sign already. Oh, yeah, you ain't changed. Let me put you back on the block list because you really never should have come on. But, yeah. All right, like, comment, and share, subscribe. 
if you have not subscribed, but if you think this message will help anybody, if you think this message helped you, like, comment, share, all of that. All right, y'all. Holla. Did I just say holla? I'm so old. Bye. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.